Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad and I have with me on the phone from Portland, Oregon, Father Tim Furlow. Father Furlow, welcome back to Catholic Thank Bites. Thank you very much, Father. Always good to be with you. Awesome. So today we are going to talk a little bit, maybe because it's a little bit on your mind and it's on my mind, um, we're going to talk a little bit about being prepared. Um, I was a Boy Scout. Our motto was be prepared. and. Nice. Um, uh, it's something that, you know, maybe if you go to a more fire and brimstone kind of uh, preacher, uh, you you hear more of than in other places. But there's this real need to be prepared for for what's coming next, for for our Lord to come back or for our own death when we go to go to meet him. So, Father, what do you think about um, being prepared? Well, the first thing I did was I went straight to Costco and bought 50 pounds of rice. So, <laughs> so there's that sort of basic flushly level. So we can, I, I imagine in the rectory, we could live on rice and corn and coconut oil for quite some time. So, so, <laughs> so there's <laughs> all organic. We're in Oregon. Don't worry. And so, <laughs> okay. I was, I was concerned. <laughs> so there's that level, but you know, spiritually speaking, um, I think there's a couple of things, two main things. Uh, probably sin and woundedness, but I would maybe add mm. the third one in there, the occult. And so sin is like okay. pretty basic, right? We step off the path, we go into the dark kingdom, we do something that makes us not who we truly are, that we got to repent of. And, and when we repent of it, yeah. the Lord heals it. Um, secondly, though, there's a deeper healing that's got to heal sometimes as, as, as well, these wounds that we really have to address um, because they can drive our behavior and they can actually cause a lot of the sin that's going on in our life. And then if we've ever gotten into anything super weird, it's really easy to get into stuff that's super weird in Portland. You just walk down the street and someone's like, hey, tarot cards, you into that kind of thing? Boom. And you're, there you go. You are locked in some sort of uh, supernatural engagement that you don't want to be in. So looking at these things individually in greater detail on an individual basis is one thing that, well, it gets us ready. It gets us ready. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, I think sin is an easy one for us to understand because we've all experienced it in one way or another. And it's important for us. I mean, it's not just that like we have to have our homework done on time when the teacher or we have to be ready for the pop quiz whenever it's going to come. It, being free from sin is truly that. It's being free. You know, you're more able to live your life when you're free from sin. And when we try to put it off, like, you know, the famous story about the Emperor Constantine that he didn't get baptized until like right before right. he died. You know, you kind of he kind of played that game right. so that way he could, you know, kind of get in get in at the last second. You know, that's not that's not oh, the way to live. You know sin being free from sin is not just about like being ready when we're going to die someday you know so we could put it off but rather being free from sin means really living a free and and fully human life that where we we're not weighed down each day by our um by our iniquities by our turning away from yeah. the lord you know that we're actually able to live as we're meant to live yeah i mean you said it i actually look at the whole thing not in any type of dark way but I look through the whole thing through the lens of my own death. So I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm. Don't know how it's going to happen. But almost 100% guarantee 
it's going to happen, provided our Lord doesn't come back in glory, right? So <laughs> when I'm lying there, this is how I think about it, this is how I process it, when I'm lying there and I know this is the end of my time on the earth, what am I going to want to be going through my head? What, what state am I going to want my heart to be in? And I think I'm going to be lying there thinking, I want to let go of absolutely every grudge I've ever held against someone. I want to be detached mm -hmm. from every darkness I ever voluntarily reached out and grabbed. I want this to be a straight shot into the afterlife with our Lord to be at peace. It's freedom. You want to be free in yeah. that moment so that you can enjoy that freedom forever. And I think people who come to confession, you and I both hear confessions, although not as much now with everything locked down, but uh, people who come to confession bearing several years' weight of sin, they experience that when, when they go to confession. This, this weight lifted off their shoulders and this freedom to to really be happy that they didn't necessarily have before because of the weight of guilt. Yeah. And you don't, you know, then there's, there's this wonderful, have you ever seen the movie Integrate Silence? I haven't um, actually, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, it's so good. That's a great movie to watch if you're locked away at home. Mm. It's like a mini mm, retreat mm -hmm. actually. And it's, a, it's about these Carthusian monks who take vows of silence and stuff like that. And um, they, they bring this old monk out for, he's blind and he's it's this old French monk you know his his eyebrows are so like long that they like cover <laughs> his nice. eyes and uh, it's pretty pretty epic and he he's talking and he says like why should you be afraid of death for us it means that we have a father again and he's just like the the certitude and the peace that this man has because he knows that he's in his father's hands and that he knows that that um that anything that happens to him is his father's plan like it's so enviable. You're like, yeah, that's what I want. I want that freedom when I walk around this world to be able to say, whatever happens to me, wherever I am, no matter what circumstance, I'm, I'm the father's. I belong to him. And sin robs us of that. And it makes us think instead about punishment and guilt and, and obligation. And uh, when we're free of sin, then when then we're just able to live which we weren't able to do before. yeah it promises you um, something that it doesn't deliver you know that you're gonna be yeah. happier and you know more healthy and more free and really all it does is it it takes your freedom away from you it takes your health away it takes your joy away it's so true well okay so let's move to something that might be a little bit more difficult for people to understand or to to identifying their own lives. And that's uh, the deeper woundedness you talked yeah. about. So whenever anybody comes into the office for spiritual direction, we always go through these three things. And so they make a nice, good confession. And when we get to the woundedness part, I always have them make a list. So anybody listening, I would recommend it as well. You make a list of all of the deep wounds that you have in your life. It's easy for us when we sit quietly to know how we've been hurt. And a lot of those wounds are mm. connected to people in the world. So what we do is we go through the wounds and we specifically ask our Lord into those wounds and give him permission to heal them. You know, he's the most powerful, he's being mm. itself, most powerful being, right? But he won't kick the door down to our heart and fix something unless we give him permission. So we invite him specifically into those wounds. And then if there is any connection spiritually to someone that's spiritually harmful to us, we break those in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, most of the time, that's 
basically what people need. That kind of fixes the whole thing. But we don't think to do it. So what, what, what do you mean by, by these kind of spiritual wounds? What could that look like? Well, sort of the most basic example is, um, you know, say you had uh, an intimate encounter with someone outside of the context of marriage. Well, there's all kinds of mm. ontological realities there that God has put into us in order to bond us with someone in marriage for the sake of our salvation and the salvation of other tiny people that we produce. You take it out of, the, out of its context, you can actually form what the exorcists call um, an unholy soul tie with that person hmm. that acts sort of like a pipe and metaphysical garbage can go from their side to your side or from your side to their side, regardless of geographical distance. So those things need to be cut off, just like we voluntarily entered into that, we have to voluntarily say, I break that in the name of Jesus. And also other kind of wounds like, you know, traumas from childhood, traumas Absolutely. from, uh, you know, betrayals of family members or friends or, or moments of great spiritual distress that maybe, I, I think oftentimes people are afraid to bring up these kind of wounds. We'd rather have them kind of pushed down and out of sight uh, rather than brought to the light. It can be a really painful thing. to Oh, do. yeah. You cut your hand. What's the first thing you do? You slap the other hand on top of it. Right, so we do that internally as well when there's some kind of woundedness. We just slap something on top of it to keep it at bay so we don't have to deal with it in that moment, but it's not getting healed. So this is the process that mm -hmm. actually gets below that sort of homemade bandage and begins the actual healing. Yeah, you think about like if you're, um, uh, if you're a kid uh, and you get cut, if you, like a deep cut, and you need to go to the hospital, but instead you just try and put a Band-Aid on it, then that wound isn't going to heal underneath. And in fact, it's going to fester and it needs, it needs to be cleaned. It needs to be stitched up. And uh, that's more painful in some circumstances. We just want to just get the Band-Aid and get it over with. But when we're able to really allow the Lord to, to enter into those kind of places in our hearts where we hold these grudges or we feel that, that lingering pain from that difficult experience or that you know father wound or mother wound or whatever it is, when we can allow the Lord in there, as much as it hurts to bring it back to the surface, then it really does heal. Like the Lord stitches it up, he cleans out all the gunk, and he, um, and he allows it to, to become, you know, fresh skin again. Um, before we finish, what, tell me more about, uh, well, you did already a little bit, uh, about how we can be tied down with the occult. Well, it's very simple. You know, the occult, the esoteric, it can be anything um, as simple as, Oh, I, I check my horoscope on my phone to some of these very elaborate satanic rites like black masses or, or truly evil things that are, are going on. Anytime we voluntarily get involved in that, it gives the demonic a legal right to us in some sort of way. And so that right has to be broken. And so we go through and voluntarily through a series of very good prayers written by exorcists and other holy people we break those things off and we say nope just like i let this in the door of my heart i kick it out in the name of jesus mm. now what would you say to someone who says well you know like i don't really experience <laughs> like is the occult really such a big deal you know is it, is it really like checking my horoscope is that really something special like 
I, or you know, I don't see black masses advertised around or things like that. Is it really that prevalent? Is that really that big of an issue? You know, I think it, it really is. And it's becoming more so because there is mm-hmm. a desire, especially in this country, maybe in other countries as well, for power. And when people want mm-hmm. power, they will seek it out in any way that is presented to them if they don't know otherwise. And there are so many things in the New Age movement, in the occult, that say, hey, do this, you will be like God. It's the same old lie from the garden spun a different way. So it is happening, it's, it is out there, and we do need to know how to rebuff it and how to cut it off, just like washing our hands or covering our face or doing any of the things we are during this time of virus. It's not something we spend too much time thinking about, but if we gain a few skills, then we're protected from it. Nice, nice, good. Well, all these things are how we become free, how we how we really become the children of God that that He wants us to be, no. and uh, that's um that's helpful for us to kind of like explicitly say like, okay, yeah, what what is it in my life that's holding me back from from really living living spiritually, living living in in communion with with our yeah. Father? I think we're running out of time. Thank you so much for joining us today on Catholic Bites. Thank you everyone else uh, for listening. If you'd like to listen to other great Catholic podcasts, you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on iTunes, Catholic Bites, Bites with a Y, or you can find us on Twitter at Catholic Bites. Drop us a line. Uh, let us know if there's anything in particular you want to know more about. Thank you, Father Furlow, for joining us all the way from Oregon. Anytime. My pleasure. Thanks. Take care. God bless.